The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hello, everyone. This is Rob Golfie with Remax, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition with host Rick Zamprin. Another beautiful Saturday here in the city, and we have lots to talk about real estate related here on the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rob Golfie is a sales representative with Remax's Scartman Realty, the Golfie team. You can check him out online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. You can call the number one Remax team in Canada. That is the Golfie team at 905-575-7700. 905-575-7700. Follow the Golfie team on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook as well. And you can also get an instant home estimate by going online to golfiehomevalue.com. Plug in a couple of numbers and you'll get a pretty good idea of what your home could be going for on uh, what, what is a very interesting and challenging and, uh, well, in some aspects, exciting market here in Hamilton. Uh, Some of the things we're going to get to are when you sell your house, you really have to, and I know it's an emotional roller coaster. And Rob, you've talked about this as well. You really got to check your feelings at the door. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Is there a revival when it comes to boarding houses or rooming houses in this country because of the housing crunch we're seeing Is that another level of quote-unquote affordable housing options that is available to Canadians? Also, you've heard the commercials on radio. I'm sure you've seen them on social media. Come to Alberta. The province of Alberta wants Ontarians to, well, ditch this province and go live there and work in that province. We'll get to uh, some of the interesting statistics that are now being born out of that decision. We're also going to talk about foreclosures Uh, in this country as well. But as we always do, we'd like to start off with uh, the week that was in the real estate life of one Rob Golfie. Rob, how has your uh, week gone? Good, good. Um, It's You know what? The market has flattened out. It's kind of uh, just kind of humming along slowly. Nothing nothing, uh, exciting that's happening in the market. Things are just (laughs) kind of moving along slow, very slow. Like this is the, like the turtle just you know, crossing the road, you gotta just, you know, bear with it. Um, it and and I was comparing this. So when the market went down from two in 2017 on the second half of 2017, um, I was trying to see if it was comparable to that. And actually, it was last year uh, a bit, but but this was actually when uh, 2009. Remember when the market kind of adjusted itself at the end of 2008 and nine. And, and the U.S. had a major problem because they because of their banking system, but mm-hmm. but there was a, a a a correction in the market just even uh, in uh, in the just in general with the re- like there was a recession going on and it was a short one. I think this is um as it, it's worse than that that uh, two thousand nine. I I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, the market is totally um is it, kind of flattened out. Um, and it and it's just. It's just this decade is going to be a decade of, of of just a mixed bag of just everything. Like there's nothing you can actually look back on other decades and compare to see, hey, we, you know, this is what happened after this. This is what happened after this. This decade, this year, this last year, the year before, everything is totally new and different, and we're being 
thrown at these new different uh, markets that uh, we're not used to. And, and that's what I, and, and, and it's, it's silly to say, but it's just, uh, it, it, who knows what, what it's going to go. But I do feel now as we're into June, into June that the market's going to be flat for the next two months. So if you're a buyer, good time to buy. If you're selling, price it right, you'll sell it right. And you'll get a good, you'll get a good buck for it. You overprice in this market right now, you will hurt yourself more than anything. So be very careful on pricing. You n- you'll never underprice a house uh, because the buyers are out there still and they'll give you what the value is. Even if you're underpriced by a few, uh, 5%, they'll give you that extra 5% because that's where the value is. So you just got to be very, very careful. Speaking the appointment center. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, speaking of pricing, just looking at the statistics of the first six months of this year, when it comes to median sale price in in Hamilton and in the surrounding area, you know, it started off at seven hundred twenty thousand in January, uh, went to seven fifty in February, down to seven forty two, seven fifty, seven fifty, seven seventy last month. Um, you know, from the start of the year, it's up fifty thousand dollars, which is. I would guess a healthy gain. I mean, it's not, it's not like what we saw in 2021 when the market just went, you know, wild, but there's still some gains to be had there. Oh yeah, there there is. So we had that gain in that spring market and, but now it's flatlined. It's just, it stopped. Now we just got to wait. And especially with the last two, the last interest rate hike, uh, I think it was a a half, a quarter point, a half point. And there may be another one next week and and it's hard to tell. Um, but it will, um, it, it, it is kind of making people, you know, think twice before they actually want to sell their house mm-hmm. and move to another one. The only, like I said, the only people that are moving right now, are the people that have to move, not the people that, you know, want to move. Like, like, um, there's a lot of people that want to downsize. They're saying, ah, let's just wait a little bit. Let's see how the market goes. So th- those houses that would have normally came up on the market, um, are not coming on the market. And that's, what's causing a short, not only a shortage of homes on the market, but we got shortage of homes on the market, interest rates. You got buyers that are cautious, sitting on the fence, watching and watching. So it's just, it's totally different. There's all, like I said, it's all mixed bag of everything. And, uh, and it's hard to tell where it's going to uh, land. You were going to mention the appointment center. Yeah. So the appointment center this week still down slightly by 1.3% compared to the previous week, despite the decrease in appointments. June of 2023 has seen a substantial 36.7% increase compared to June of last year. So Friday was the busiest day uh, with uh, just over 630 appointments. That's with our uh, with with uh, Remax, Escarpment, and Niagara. Now the appointment sold index dropped for the third week in a row to 10.0. Now, which is the lowest uh, the index has uh, been in all of the 2023 so far. So buyers are continuing to make decisions quicker with fewer showing. Regarding top price ranges, now this is good. The the 1.2 million price point is again at the top in Hamilton, Halton, and Niagara. Despite the change, uh, in, in Niagara is otherwise still seeing mid and lower price points as more popular. In Hamilton, mid-high prices are again occupying most of the top spots. Halton also remains fairly consistent besides uh, the 450 to 500 price range which combined to the number three spot this week. Interesting stuff. And just going from month to month, or pardon me, year to year, June 2022 versus June 2023, I find it interesting that in most places, the overwhelming majority, whether it's Hamilton, uh, Flamborough, 
Stony Creek, Waterdown, Glenbrook, the sales figures are higher at this point this year than they were in June of 2022, which speaks to the ever fluctuating market because prices, as you mentioned, are kind of stagnant. They, they are stagnant. So in majority areas, uh, unit numbers are, are up this year, but um, we're still almost, we're almost there where we're matching, we're going to match or even be better than last year's number. So once we hit uh, probably, uh, I, I'd say uh, uh, September, October, you're going to see all the average sale prices up in most, uh, most cases. Hmm. But right now, uh, I'd say 50% uh, in uh, June over June in different areas. Uh, 50% of them are up. Some, some of them are up 1% to 3%, 5%, 7%. And some of them are still down. You know, uh, down. Uh, you know, uh, some some cases ten percent, depending on the on the area. If there's high end areas, now I look at, uh, um, for instance, Fort Erie is down sixteen percent year over year, mm-hmm. uh, just because that that's a correction that has to be made because Fort Erie went so high in price that it had to adjust itself. And uh, Flamborough is down, and it, it could be like, and, and they had more sales, so I, I it's hard to understand. Maybe not that many higher end properties have sold. But this is the this is the benchmark price. These are the real benchmark prices. But it it it's 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 it, like I said, it's all mixed up out there, all across the board. We are uh, you know we're past Canada Day. We're in the the midst of summer. Is this the summer kind of doldrums, or just the 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 stagnation or the silence that you know the summer months usually bring? You know what? I, I think it is, but more so, like on a on a on a heavier scale. Like usually summers are decent, but not not as as like we're experiencing right now. So so if if I have to say anything, um I would say that this summer it we're it's gonna it's just gonna be a moderate flat it's gonna flat line out there. It's just gonna be it's just gonna be hovering around the same numbers all the time. So you're gonna see the average sale price just be the same right through the summer. I think it's gonna pick up in September, October. Mm-hmm. The fall market, we're gonna see a little spike there in my opinion. And then again, and, and then again, drop to a silent level again after that. But next year, we'll see uh, a, a, a definitely big spike in February, March. Uh, just before we get to break, let's dive into our next topic here. And it's just about, you know, it, it ties into interest rates and where they are. And we could, as you mentioned, get another rate hike next week. The Bank of Canada is going to sit down and, and announce its decision again. And some are saying that, uh, listen, this might lead to a flood of foreclosures because people just can't afford their homes anymore. Do you see that or, or do we have enough checks and balances within our system to avoid at least a flood? I think in the higher end properties, you are going to see foreclosures like the, the, the millionaires out there that bought these big expensive properties. They're the ones that are going to hit, get hit the hardest. The ones that are just, you know, bought me, you know, just medium, like, you know, in the five, 600,000, $800,000 range, they will experience a little bit of, a, they have to tighten up their belt. Banks will uh, hopefully give them maybe a bigger amortization so that they can afford it. The, let the medium to lower end people like financially, they're going to be okay. It's the high end people are going to take the biggest beating because they extended themselves too much in buying these big, beautiful houses. And they're going to feel the pain already with the renewals. Uh, there's one in, in the Regis hotel, $2 million property couldn't sell already went under foreclosure. So it, it's, uh, you know, it, it, things are changing for these higher end people because the, the, the number is significantly 
figure when it comes to mortgage amounts. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, a bunch of people from this province and other provinces flocking to Alberta. And while they did so in in the midst of, you know, an opportunity to work remotely in many cases and others to to sell their house, whether it was in this city or somewhere in this province for a little more money than that they would have purchased in Alberta with the prices there being a lot lower compared to here. We'll dive into that and a whole lot more still to come here on the Gulfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back to the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie, sales representative, REMAX Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Call the number one REMAX team in the country. That's the Golfie team, 905-575-7700 if you want to sell your house or you are in the market to buy a house. Call the Golfie team today at 905-575-7700. You can also find them online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. They got some great photos, listings, videos on their social media feeds, whether it's Instagram or Facebook, TikTok, or Twitter. Find them out, give them a like, and uh, certainly follow them as well. And if you have a topic idea or a question you would like Rob to address on a future program, send the Golfie team an email, questions at robgolfie.com. We'll tackle it on a future program. Well, you, you've you probably heard the commercials on this radio station, uh, seen messages online of, hey, why not move to Alberta? We have lower house prices compared to Ontario or places like BC. And uh, well, we have some jobs that you can partake in. Or if you're working remotely, it's a win-win situation. Well, now, the fact is that the unemployment rate in Alberta is creeping upwards. And well, at least some people who've moved out there may not see that uh, the uh, it's not always greener on the other side, as they say. Uh, your thoughts on what Alberta has done and uh, whether or not they're kind of reaping the benefits of their marketing campaign. Well, they, they are reaping the benefits. People are moving out there because I know we've sold a lot of houses that people said they, they're ready to move out to uh, uh, move out to uh, uh, Alberta. And I get it. Uh, it's the uh, housing's cheaper out there. Mm-hmm. A lot of them work re- people work remotely. They can move out there, but there's a lot of people aren't doing their research, uh, more research into it because they're moving out there thinking they can get a job easily. And it's not that easy in some cases. So, so, um, it's hard to tell where it's going to go, but uh, obviously the more people go out there, the more people are going to buy coffee. They need, uh, jobs for that. More people are going to, you know, need different things out there. So they're, 15, what they say, 15,000 people, 15,786 residents yeah. uh, from elsewhere in the country moved to Alberta, which that's a pretty big number. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it is a big number. So, so the economy will pick up. It just takes time. It, it does take time. Um, and, and, and believe me, Alberta is beautiful. I mean, it's a beautiful uh, province. It's beautiful. You know, the uh, Calgary is gorgeous. People, once they go there, they visit, they, you know, it's fresh air. Yeah. It's, it has more slower pace. Um, I, I, I could see, you know, but some of those people are going to end up coming back because they're going to get homesick because they, you know, most of their family and friends are here in Ontario. 
I used to live in Alberta, so yes, I can attest to the, the little bit slower work pace. And uh, yes, it, it, there's a lot of fresh air in that province for sure. But it, what's interesting to note is not only did Alberta gain 15,786 15, residents in the first three months of 2023, which by far and away is the most out of any Canadian province so far this year, Ontario saw a net loss of 14,732 residents who we know that some moved to Alberta, others moved to the East Coast, because I have you know family and friends that have done that as well. Um, but you nailed that the uh, hit the nail on the head in terms of do your research, because while it sounds good, you you got to have a plan in place to make your plan work. Oh, absolutely. You better know you better know where you're going into. There, there, there are a lot of jobs out there, but you just got to make sure you have one before you move out there. <laughs> and uh, and I know a lot of. Uh, especially a lot of nurses that uh, that that work here in Ontario, uh, I think they automatically think they'll get a nursing job out there. And I and I don't know that that, that industry at all. I don't know if there's an abundance or there's a shortage or whatever. But they're moving out there thinking, hey, I shouldn't have a problem. I shouldn't. It should be easy for me to get a job. And uh, and I'm sure it is. But who know? But I don't know what other um, industries that are, are looking for different uh, categories of, 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 of professionalism. Right. But anyway, um, but, but yeah, like, I mean, do the research, get the job first, then move out, don't move out and then look for a job. Uh, it's not a good way to do it. It is tough. Uh, I will say this, the average uh, rent in Hamilton is what, just over $2,000 for a two bedroom apartment in Edmonton uh, on average about $1,500. So that's, you know, about a five, six, $700 per month saving. That's uh that's not chump change, that is for sure. Um, I want to move to another topic because this one is really interesting. It has to do with rooming houses or boarding houses in which, uh, you know, several people live in a home and they share, well, they share spaces. They share amenities such as bathrooms or kitchens. And one community in particular, the city of Montreal, which, you know, is not a small city by any means, is uh, trying to get... Um, you know, these privately owned rooming houses and then, I guess, rent them out to individuals. Uh, this, of course, is, you know, something that may work in this community as well. We have a housing crunch, a housing crisis in this city. Um, obviously, you know, this is not catered to everybody. A certain portion of the population would be very intrigued by this. Uh, your thoughts on whether or not this could catch on in Hamilton and elsewhere? I, I think it's a great idea uh, for a room, rooming houses to, to for people to implement in, in in whatever city. There are rooming houses in Hamilton. So, but what's happening in Hamilton? These rooming houses, uh, because they're not allowing new ones, and I don't know what the new rule is now. But I I did sell a rooming house years ago, mm-hmm. and that got converted back to a single family home. So there's a rooming house that ended up losing its status. And, and the city is not allowing new rooming houses. So over the past probably 10, 20 years, we've lost a lot of rooming houses in Hamilton. And so that's made it even tougher for people that uh, maybe can't afford to have a house or an apartment. And so now that's how they ended up, end up on the street sometimes. So it, it like those rooming houses are, are huge. And so, you know, you know, now that they're allowing, you know, uh, uh, apartments in the basement, maybe the city should allow, you know, people opening up rooming houses where, uh, you know, sometimes you got a five, uh, five bedroom house, six bedroom house, four upstairs, two in the downstairs in the basement. Everybody has access to two, three different bathrooms and, and, and two kitchens. That's perfect because they can come and go where they want. It's like a regular house. 
it's cheaper. Like a lot of people out there, sometimes they get uh, down and out, you know, they, they go through a divorce and they lose their job and, and lose their family and everything. And there's guys and women out there that need a place to go just temporarily until they get on their feet. And it, sometimes it takes a year. Sometimes it takes longer. Now renting a, a, a one room, it's like a bedroom. You're really renting mm-hmm, yeah. and you know, may have a lock, a lock on it. Um, it, it might be only maybe 500 bucks a month. Well, that's a lot cheaper than renting a whole apartment for $2,000 a month. And they can handle sharing a bathroom. And uh, as long as everybody you know takes care of it and everything else like that, I think it's a great way uh, to help with uh, housing and help with uh, uh, people that are, you know, before they hit the streets and become homeless. And uh, I think they should open up that door and think about uh, opening up more rooming houses. Now, nobody wants them in your, their neighborhood. Yeah. I mean, most of these people that are in rooming houses don't have cars. And so downtown, it's not a problem. I, I, I think it's a good thing. Uh, but I know that the city, you know, they weren't allowing new ones for forever, just like apartment buildings. They weren't building new apartment buildings since the 70s. And now they're building them because they they put rent controls on them. And, uh, and now, because we're so far behind on housing, they allowed to, to build new apartments, new uh, condos. So people can rent them out and they, they said, okay, you guys build them. We won't put rent control on them. And then guess what? There's apartment buildings going up all over the country. Mm-hmm. So we're finally catching up. From a landlord perspective or even an investor perspective, when you have a home and um, you want to convert it into a rooming house kind of setting, from an insurance standpoint, is it much higher knowing that you're going to have, I guess, more people living in the home? Or is that even a fact? I, I I, I don't. I don't think it's a factor. I think it's just uh, again, it's just like another rental unit, and you'd be uh, um, in, insured based on, and your premiums be, based on having a rental unit. Mm. Um, I, I think it's. Uh, I, I, I think it's profitable. I think if they did rooming houses uh, uh, for uh, a landlord to buy a place, and you know, if he's getting, you know, if he's got six bedrooms. I mean, that's what students do at McMaster and, uh, and, and Brock University. Yep, yep. They're, uh, you know, they get six rooms in a house. They're each paying so much. And they pool their money together and they're renting. And the problem, though, with those is banks do not like financing them. So a lot of times the landlord, we tell the landlord, listen, you got your house up for sale. Get rid of all the locks, all the locks on the doors, because banks do not like financing these rooming houses, especially student housing. So you got to take the locks off. And, and put it up for sale. And then, you know, and maybe somebody will buy it and, and, and rent it out to students or maybe a family will buy it or whatever. But they do not like seeing locks on every door. So it becomes difficult to finance those rooming houses that have locks on every door. Interesting stuff. We'll see if it's uh, going to catch on here in Hamilton. It's already kind of catching on in Montreal and places like Vancouver and Winnipeg. Uh, might be a good idea for the city of Hamilton to investigate some potential properties to set up uh, something like that. Um, this is an interesting one because I know you kind of dealt with this yourself, being a longtime you know, veteran real estate agent. When you sell your own home, of course you're emotionally invested in it. But a lot of the experts uh, you know, say that when you're selling your house, Check your feelings at the door. Don't make this an emotional decision. I know it's hard. Uh, from your experience, how difficult is it? It is tough, and uh, it, it is very tough. Um, um, you you got to depersonalize your home. Um, the one thing is, um, and, and people sometimes take offense, and you're trying to be gentle in how you uh, talk to your 
uh, seller and, and explaining them what you need to do to get the house sold ready. And so the one thing is, we, first of all, we try to eliminate um, pictures uh, of, of uh, people on the, on the wall so that when people are walking through, they're not looking at pictures. And um, the other thing is uh, sometimes if they have uh, pets and they're not really taking care of the litter box as much as they should, mm-hmm. that's a big factor. So sometimes uh, I will tell them, look, change this litter box every single day. Make sure it's clean. I, w- I like you sh- people should be able to walk in, not smell that there is uh, a cat or a dog here because sometimes a lot of people don't have pets and they will smell it before anybody else does. So you got to be very careful with that. Um, and then sometimes, you know, like decluttering, you have to be, again, you got to be gentle. You don't want to insult anybody. You got to tell them, you know, do this and do that. And, and sometimes people take effect because that is their home. That is how they live. And, but you do it gently. Sometimes there's an odor in the house and, uh, and beyond time, I will buy an air freshener and those plug-in ones and put it into the house (laughs) and put it in just say, Hey, I want it to smell like roses. So when people come in, they feel happy and everything else. Meanwhile, I'm trying to cover up another smell that's there. And, uh, and you know what I mean? And, and, and they probably understand that and, and they know that I was trying to be nice and gentle about it, but you, you gotta be very careful. I'll give you a perfect example. This just happened last week. I'm walking through a house and, uh, and I'm looking at it and there's these beautiful professional pictures of this guy's wife on the walls. They're like, they're like big pictures. They're like gotta be about six feet by six feet, oh, wow. big walls, but, but of his wife, Dude, oh, beautiful geez. art, Be- beautiful art. And I, I it, w- it was tastefully done, very tastefully done, black and white pictures. I, I, I didn't have the heart to tell because there's too many of them. <laughs> I said, the walls are going to be bare just like she is. But, uh, but anyway, but uh, I, uh, I just said, Hey, they're, they're great pictures. I, I'd be, you know, I, I'd like to brag about my wife, you know, like if she was you know, looking like that. So, and, 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 but what do you do? It's just art. So, mm. and, and it almost looks so good that you wouldn't think it's his wife. Right, so it could right. be just art. So, but something like that, I didn't uh, bring it up. I didn't, I didn't say, Hey, you got to take these down because there's, there's probably about four or five of them in, in the house. And, uh, and so, but, and it looked good. It looked good. It was very tastefully done. Um, but anyway, but stuff like that, you know, it really, it, it will move it away because that's going to be the focal point of that house. Right. People are going to look at that. They're going to be talking about that. And, and, and you're going to see people taking pictures of that. And, and do you want that spread out in pictures all over? Because when, when, uh, when agents are taking their clients through, they're going to say, hey, you're not going to believe what I saw. Mm-hmm. So we, we're going to have to tell agents, please do not photograph any pictures in the house. But well, I'm waiting till the photographers go through, see if it's going to show in there. So it'll be on MLS. It'll be all over the place anyway. So yeah. it doesn't matter. But yeah, there things like that you have to watch. Also, when when selling your house, um, you know, this is a business deal and you really have to remove the, the, the personal feelings that you have for the house because it's not going to be your house anymore. That's right. It's like, you know, cleaning up your car, you know, vacuuming it, waxing it and deodorizing it and everything else like that. You have to, this is not, you are, you are preparing this house for the buyer to like this house. This is, it's not your house. You're, you're selling this house to somebody else. Let them make it theirs. Be just make it, make it simple. Declutter. That's how you get top dollar. 
that's how you get top dollar. A lot of times when we go to people's homes, they, hey, we want this much money. Okay, if you want this much money, you're going to have to do this, this, and this, and this. And sometimes they don't want to do that. And I'm like, well, how can I help you if you don't help yourself? So a lot of times, uh, you know, there's a lot of things they have to do. It is a business transaction. That's why we're there. We're there to make sure that we put that deal together. There's no emotions. There's, you know, no, nobody insulting anybody on, on the house. You get two different, you get the buyer and seller together in person without any realtors. Oh, it could be a mess. It could be a real mess. So you got to be very careful uh, on that. That's why we don't allow the buyer and seller alone at all to communicate with each other because it will cause problems in the deal. I believe it. If you want to sell your house or you are in the market to buy a house, call the number one REMAX team in Canada, the Golfie team at 905-575-7700, online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I dot com. Still to come, we're going to talk about the labor shortage in the construction industry and how it is applying a lot of pressure on Well, the the fact that we need a lot more homes in this province. Also, we're going to talk about a common mistake that home sellers make when they sell their home. And it really has nothing to do with, well, it might have a little bit to do with being emotional, but uh, so much so that you'll have to stick around to find out what that answer is. That's coming up next here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. You're listening to the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie. He's a sales representative with Remax's Scartman Realty, the Golfie team. You can follow the Golfie team on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook. Call the number one Remax team in Canada, the Golfie team, to get your home sold for top dollar, 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob G-O-L-F-I dot com. Well, we know the provincial government here in Ontario has committed to building one and a half million homes over the next decade, but it sounds like the construction skilled labor shortage is uh, putting a, a, a bit of a damper on those projections, or at least that goal, because... There's about 80,000 vacancies in the construction industry. Now, this is from coast to coast, but still, a lot of those individuals would be working here in Ontario. And that is obviously going to have an impact on getting to that 1.5 million home target within a decade. Rob, this is a huge problem. It is. There's a lot of baby boomers are retiring. For instance, here's one thing that's going to be affected quite a bit is the bricklayers. Now, those bricklayers, a lot of them were immigrants that came into this country. I mean, they're, they're in their 70s and hitting their 80s, but their, their kids became bricklayers. Now, they are hitting their 60s and they're retiring. The new generation do not want to be bricklayers. It's a, it's a physical job. They don't want to carry that. So you're not going to see too many bricklayers out there that are going to say, hey, I want to go to school and become a bricklayer. It's just, it, I mean, I'm sure there are, but it's not as many as they are. They're going to be more in demand in the future than you'll ever think. So having a brick house or a stone house is going to be like a luxury that people have that you you just won't, builders won't be able to do for you. They just, there won't be that many because, and they're, they're just going to be sided houses, electricians, plumbers, uh, siding, roofing guys. 
there is a shortage in all aspects of the trade and it's going to affect on how builders build. They're not going to be able to build, uh, you know, as many homes because they don't have the labor uh, of people, the people to do these jobs. So they're going to be a lot slower. They're not going to be selling as much. That's going to be the slowdown in uh, the amount of homes that we're going to be able to build uh, to get to the target. Is that also going to add perhaps some extra costs to the situation, i.e., you know, in 10 years from now, if you want a brick home, it's going to cost you a lot more because, well, there's not a lot of brick layers out there. It's going to be a premium for sure. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to be a pretty wealthy guy to have a, a brick <laughs> home in five to 10 years from now. Like you, you, you won't see it. You won't see it. it. It just, it's just going to be too expensive. And that's why all these, all these builders out there, the, the Lazani's, the DeSantis and all these other guys out there, they're going to be all sided houses, maybe a little brick skirt in the front. That's it. But they won't be able to do a fully bricked house, which a lot of people want it keeps the noise uh, away out of, of inside the house and uh and it's going to be tough to uh to get it to get an all brick house so the older houses the you the resale houses there's gonna it's gonna be a premium mm. it's gonna be a premium for them to uh say hey this is an all brick house wow hey honey that's an all brick house we better go at that one because the other ones are all sided we want an all brick house which it's becoming far and far fewer between now. And it's really, I mean, this skills trades crunch is having an impact on the number of homes that have been built over the last number of years, 271,000 in 2021, 260,000 last year. And in May of this year, the annual pace of housing starts, according to CMHC, dropped 23% month over month, uh, leading many to predict uh, about 210, 220,000 new homes are going to be built by the end of this year, the supply and demand uh, issue that we've talked about for a long time now, doesn't look like it's going to be solved anytime soon. No, especially with interest rates, the way they are and the cost of uh, building, everything is just costing so much. And these trades people, I'm going to tell you, they know there's a, a shortage. They're asking for more money. And, and I don't blame them because, you know, they've worked hard and, and, they're, and they're not easy jobs. And they're working in all different types of weather. And uh, they're saying, hey, we want more money. And, and, the, and the developers and builders, they're going to have to give it if they want these guys working for them. And these builders, they better pay their bills. They better pay these contractors on time because otherwise they can get a job anywhere else and building for any other uh, uh, building company because they want their money. Now, before builders, you know, they were a little bit tough on getting their pay, like paying their contractors. They better not be now because they're not going to, these contractors aren't going to want to work for those builders if you're not paying your bills on time. Mm-hmm. There is some, uh, we've got to go to break here, but there is some good news on this front. Number one, we know a lot of uh, immigrants will be coming into the country. So hopefully, you know, in that mix, there are going to be bricklayers and, you know, other electricians, plumbers uh, coming mm-hmm. to this country. We do know that you know, schools like Mohawk College are putting a, an even greater emphasis on programs that are employing future workers in those sectors. So that's uh, good to know as well. In our last segment coming up, we are going to talk about one common mistake that home sellers make when they are selling their home. Now think about that as we go to commercial break and figure out if you know the answer to that one common mistake that most people do when they have their home up for sale. That is next on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinion 
opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. And last go-round here on the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie, sales representative, Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Find them on the World Wide Web at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call the number one Remax team in Canada if you want to get your home sold. And for top dollar, that's the Golfie team, 905-575-7700. You can also follow the Golfie team on social media. Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. And for an instant home estimates, go to golfyhomevalue.com. Again, that website address is golfyhomevalue.com. Plug in some numbers and get a pretty good idea of what your home might be worth on the open market. All right, one of my favorite topics of today's show is right at the end. Save the best for last, as they say. And this is the one common mistake that home sellers make when selling their home. Rob, what is that one big mistake? The one mistake is being home for showings. Don't do it. No. Uh, I, it, 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 it. It's awkward for the potential buyers to look around when the owner is present. This is the number one reason home, uh, homes stay on the market for a long time. If a showing is scheduled, leave the house. Now, I get it. I get that you're protective over your house. There's a stranger walking through your house looking at your personal items, walking through, opening your closets, checking everything out. I get it. I, it's hard for me to do it I, <laughs> and I, you know, when I've sold my houses, but I, I'm used to it now. I, you know, cause I've, I've sold at least five, six times over the course of my adult life mm-hmm. now. But, but when you're, especially for the older population that, you know, they've lived in their house for 40, 50 years, it's tough. They want to, they're walking around following the buyers around and, and trying to, you know, explain everything, watching them. You know what? If you're making them uncomfortable in the house, they're going to leave. They're not going to get that loving feeling about your house and they're not going to put an offer in. Let them be by themselves in the house with the agent. The agent will make sure they don't touch or break or steal anything. So you don't have to worry about that. Very rarely anything is stolen. So, but you know, and if you got, if you have personal like jewelry and everything, Everybody hides it anyway. Mm-hmm. You just make sure that's not around. But don't be around when uh, the, the showing is happening. It'll hurt your listing more than anything. Is there a bit of a trust factor or a mistrust factor from a couple of cents? Number one, you just mentioned, you know, the, the, the potential for theft, which is extremely low, as we know. But the other you know, side of me thinks that does the home seller not trust the salesperson to sell the property or, or sell all the assets that the property has? Well, it's not the agent they're worried about. It's the, the, the agent that's got the listing. It's the agent that is representing the buyer right, that's yeah. coming through the house. So the agent is not only unknown, like unknown to the, to the seller, but also their, their buyer is unknown. And, and I get it. Like it, 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 it feels like an invasion of privacy, but you have to do it. This is part of selling a house to get you the top dollar that you want for your house. And, uh, and, and I understand, um, you know, when people are walking through and, and you're following, I remember before I was a realtor, I was, I was that guy. I was that guy following, following the agent and his buyers, making sure, you know, like, Hey, this is, you know, you try to explain, Hey, you know, I've got, you know, extra baseboard trim here and I've got this over there. I, all this other stuff. I was that guy and, uh, that guy that realtors hated, <laughs> I was that guy. So, so the one thing is, 
And, and because I felt, and this is how other people feel, they know the house better than anybody else. That, right. Yes, we do know the house as a, a homeowner, but their, their job is to relay that information to their agent. But, uh, but yeah, don't follow the uh, agent around or the or the buyers because you'll just you'll hurt you'll hurt the listing because they they want it they want they want that privacy of, of looking at it with their agent. Yeah, when, when this happens, the agent that is showing the home to the potential buyer should that agent, if the homeowner is kind of following them around, should that agent say, hey, listen, just give us you know ten, fifteen, twenty minutes to go through it and you know hang out outside or go grab a coffee at Tim's or whatever the case is. Yeah, so exactly. So what happens, the agent will call me after the showing and say, hey, listen, Rob, I couldn't get, you know, the, the, your your client was following us around. Right. I, we couldn't really, you know, get a good feel of the house. So I will call my client say, listen, in order to sell this house, the, the number that you want, you got leave the buyers alone. Stay outside. If it's if it's winter, you know, go go for a drive. Or, and if it's summer, just maybe hang out in the backyard or, or you know, and then when they need to look at the backyard, go to the front yard. Let them be there. Go for a walk around the block mm-hmm. and let them be there. And the longer they're there, the higher probability that you are probably going to get an offer on that house. But but if you're pushing them out, they're gonna they're not going to get that feeling that this is the right house for for them. So do not be home and do not follow the uh, buyers around. Yeah, I think for the most part, the intent is good natured, right? They want to, they want to sell their house. They want to make sure that you see all the positives about it, but it, it really is having a negative impact on the, the whole proceedings. Yeah. All right, we're going to go, but uh, hey, you can listen to our show online through Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. Just search for The Golfy Real Estate Show in your favorite podcast platform, and don't forget to hit that follow button so you never miss an episode. Thank you for listening to The Golfy Real Estate Show. We are back next Saturday at 9 on 900 CHML. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.